I was tossing burger patties onto the Burger King conveyor belt because that's how they flame broil them your way. When I had an idea, I wanted to meet my first commander in chief, President Ronald Reagan. It was the summer of 1992. I was working Burger King as a side job during my college years. I even told a couple people at Burger King the idea. I want to meet President Reagan. He was my first commander in chief. They laughed. They told me to start flipping more burgers. Morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with Alan today. I got the wisdom cup, you know, my old standby. I'm not going to be sharing some safety tips today. I'm going to be talking about something that hopefully will inspire you to go out and do something as well. And that's when I got to spend 30 minutes with President Ronald Reagan. Good morning, Robin. Glad to see you here. Always appreciate your comments and you being here. So there I am, Burger King. I had this idea. And this was back in the summer of 1992. Went home, did some research. Actually went to the library before I went home because I actually used a book for research at the library and found an address that I could mail something to President Ronald Reagan. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate you being here. So I sat down at the word processor, typed out a letter, President Reagan, and just explained that I was a college student in Missoula, Montana at the university there, going to school on the GI Bill, and he had been my first commander in chief, and how it would be motivating and inspirational to have a chance to meet him. Typed off the letter, sent it, you know, United States Post Office, went back to Burger King the next day and told people that I mailed a letter to President Reagan and they laughed again and told me to drop some fries. Well, about a week later, went home from Burger King and there was a message on the answering machine. Those of you old enough to remember those, the light was blinking, pressed the light and the recorded message was from a Mr. John Hall. And he said he was from President Reagan's office and gave me a phone number to call. It was too late that day to call. So I had to wait till the next morning. And then I was able to call Mr. Hall in California. He asked me why I wanted to meet with the president. And I told him I was a college student on the GI Bill. He was my first commander in chief and it'd just be motivating and inspirational to have a chance to meet him. And that I was going to be in California later that summer. Unfortunately, President Reagan that summer, his schedule was full campaigning for President Bush, 1992 being the election year. Not wanting to lose an opportunity, I was like, what about Christmas break? I might be in California during Christmas break as well. Mr. Hall told me to call back in October when they were doing the scheduling for that period of time. So October came and I called the number. Mr. Hall answered. He said, remind me why why you want to visit with the president while I pull your file. And I'm thinking, oh, they have a file on me now. I went through the spiel again, a college student. He was my first commander in chief, motivational, inspirational. And Mr. Hall, said, can you be here on January 5th? And I said, yes, I can. 10 o'clock work for you? Yes, it does. All right. On January 5th at 10 o'clock, please report to the security station at the bottom floor. They will escort you up to President Reagan's office and I will meet you there. Thank you, Mr. Hall. I will be there. Now, this was 30 years ago. In fact, January 5th was the 30th anniversary of when I met President Reagan because it was January 5th, 1993. Yesterday, February 6th, was the anniversary of President Reagan's birthday and why I decided to talk about him today. So it comes down to you know January of 1993. Fortunately, I had a sister, I still have a sister <laughs> that lives in California, but she was living in California at that time as well. So I had a place to stay. Before I talk about meeting President Reagan, there was an extra little bonus with this visit that I didn't realize until I showed up at the building where I was going to meet the president. 
and this is the Fox building there in Century City, California. But when I looked at the building, I realized this is the Die Hard building. So not only was I meeting the president, I was going to be in the top floor of the Die Hard building because that was the building they used for the exterior shots of that tough guy movie that I enjoyed. So I went inside, reported to the security desk. They escorted me up to the floor where President Reagan's office was. Mr. Hall met me and asked me to wait for a few minutes. And then he took me in and introduced me to the president. I was nervous. Wouldn't anybody be nervous? You know, I'm a college kid. You know, as my commander in chief, the pre you know, former president of the United States. And President Reagan put me at ease almost immediately. And he apologized that we couldn't see Catalina Island because of the fog. On a clear day, you could see the island from his offices. And that was the beginning of just a wonderful half hour. We talked, he showed me pictures on the wall and discussed, you know, the people that were in the pictures with him, you know, individuals like Mikhail Gorbachev, Margaret Thatcher, you know, who he claimed was quite the horse lady and that, you know, he really respected that and they enjoyed riding together and their different visits. He showed me different things around the office that meant things to him, part of his presidency. We went and looked out the windows and we could see down below where there were the fake buildings for the Fox Studios and you could see those. Dixon says, Nakatomi Towers, how awesome. Yep, I was there. I was inside up in the top of that building. And that was just one of the bonuses for being at the visit. President Reagan asked me about what I was doing in college. And I shared that I was no longer working at Burger King. You know, I was going to school. I was working in the food service at that time to pay the bills besides what I was receiving from the GI Bill. And I was studying business and communication studies. He shared with me that one of his favorite jobs was washing dishes during college because he was washing dishes in the cafeteria in the girls' dormitory. So lots of nice traffic there for the ladies that were passing by. So it was just a really conversational visit. And when they talk about President Reagan being the great communicator, he was. Regardless if he was talking to millions or talking to one he had that communication style and that connecting style. I am certain that he treated me just like he treated everybody else when he communicated and that I had his attention and we were the ones communicating, not that he was like, let's get rid of this kid because I got other things to do. And so it was just a really wonderful experience to be able to talk with him and hear some of the stories, but also see how his attention was directed toward me and it just made me comfortable. And so I try to remember that when I'm communicating and when I'm teaching communication skills in my classes of how important that is. Now, remember January of 1993, President Clinton was about to be sworn in in a couple weeks. And when I asked President Reagan about what he thought about President Clinton winning the election, and his reply was, we would have to see how President Clinton could work with the Congress, the Senate and the House for the best of our country. He never said anything negative about 
anyone. He said, we need to see how people can work together for the best of the country. And he did share that he felt the president should have a line item veto, regardless if it was him or President Bush or President Clinton now. He felt the line item veto would give the president a little bit more ability to work with the budgets and and working with Congress for the budgets. He said he had a line item veto as a governor in California, and he believed the president of the United States should have one as well. So that was one thing he discussed. But it was refreshing that he never said anything negative about anybody. I wish that a lot of politicians today could go back to those days when they weren't bad-mouthing and calling each other names and being so vile toward each other. I think we need to have more respect for all of the offices and that we should work together for the best of the country. I mean, that's one thing I really respect about, you know, that meeting with President Reagan and and how he conducted himself and how he talked about others, regardless of what party they belong to. I think we can all learn from that. And regardless if you believe in President Reagan's policies or not, I don't care. I don't want to make this a political type thing. It was motivating for me and it was the communication style which inspired me the most. And it was the fact that he did not belittle or call anyone else names and that he respected the new current president, even though he had campaigned for President Bush and his candidate lost, he still spoke positively about President Clinton and the best future of our country. You know, after about 25 minutes with the president, Mr. Hall, who had been taking photographs with his camera and my camera that I had brought along, he said, Alan also brought a couple books with him. And President Reagan signed both the copies of Speaking My Mind and his autobiography. And so both of these are signed. And you, know, you look inside here. To Alan Burris with best wishes, Ronald Reagan, January 5th, 93. And he, he put that in both of them. And so I have two signed books. And I do have the photographs from what was a wonderful meeting. And something that inspired me, motivated me, and continues to do so today when I teach and speak on communication. Because he was an influence for me to further my studies in communication and eventually start teaching others how to be better, more effective communicators. Especially the classes I do when we're communicating with potentially violent people and how we can de-escalate and keep violence from happening. Those are some of my most important important courses that I teach, I believe, is helping people de-escalate and prevent violence. There's so much violence in the workplace these days, and some of it can be prevented if people know how to effectively communicate and do so. And that was one of the inspirations and motivations from President Reagan. So that's a little bit about how I met him and the meeting and what it has done and how it has motivated and inspired me. I want you to think about who could you meet? Who's on your list of somebody that you would like to meet? Because it would be motivational. It'd be inspirational. It'd be educational. And why aren't you meeting them? Remember, those people laughed at me when I said I wanted to meet President Reagan. I could have went home and said, they laughed at me. I'm not even going to try. I went home. I found the correct addresses. I wrote the letters. I made the phone calls and I got to meet him. And it was inspirational and motivational and educational. Go make that happen for you with whoever it might be, wherever that person may be, make it happen. I will see you tomorrow with Coffee for Alan, and I appreciate everybody that's joined me.